everything, everything, everything gonna be all right this morning. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Friday is here. We're going to get you ready for the weekend here on RP3 and Company. Good morning on this uh, little unexpectedly chilly Friday morning. I'm your host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. I'm joined here in the game studios by the producer extraordinaire, the hoodie-wearing extraordinaire, the one and only Miss Hannah Five Names. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? The weekend's here. It is here. The weekend is here. Let's give it up for the weekend. I'm so excited. Not the artist, the actual Friday, Saturday, Sunday combination. We fresh out that you were young somewhat to know the weekend. What you're trying to do right now? What? I'm saying that you said it's a weekend. You're trying to show that you knew. Uh, I know. I know, young artist. That you're trying to do, like, show us your young side. No, I was just making a pop culture reference. But let's start off the show the right way. Five names. I mean, I was just asking. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't make me bring up bowling again. Don't make did. me go there. You already did. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the weekend's last album, it was like the best like mid eighties synth pop album that was never made. Got it. When I first heard it, I was like, Oh yeah, he's just making like a an album that belongs in nineteen eighty seven. I'm down for that. Oh man, lots going on. It's gonna be a busy, busy weekend. Have the masters going on. First round in the books. Second, third, and final round will be this weekend. College baseball series. All on the road. Key series for both LSU, UL, and McNeese. As the Tigers play the defending national champs, Mississippi State, in Starkville. Raging Cajuns are up in Jonesboro to take on Arkansas State. And McNeese is on the road taking on UNO. On top of that, opening weekend for Major League Baseball. Opening night was last night. You'll continue on with the weekend. Oh, by the way, spring football wraps up for both the Raging Cajuns and the Cowboys as they have their spring games Saturday morning, mid-morning at 11 o'clock. It's a ton to get to. A lot going on this weekend. But that leads us to our poll question of the day. Producer extraordinaire, kind of five names. Can you tell the people what the poll question of the day is. And on top of it, if you don't mind, if it's not too much trouble, if it's not too much of a burden for you to overcome, 
Could you tell them what their options are as well and where they can go comment? Dear God, that was a lot. So it's our most favorite poll question. What are you most excited for this weekend? So you have four options. The Masters, uh, Major League Baseball opening weekend, college baseball, and spring football games. We already have some votes in with 67% towards the Masters and 33% towards spring games. You can vote and comment. Please be nice. I don't feel like being mean anybody today. <laughs> or not comment, showing a comment because you're being mean. <laughs> On uh, Facebook and as well, the Twitters. If you The book not of nice. face and the Twitters. That's right. If you're not nice, five names will have to ban you, ban you from the club. I'll have to talk to the Facebook police. The police will be called. Yep, I don't have time for that today. So you, you, not you heard mean. the lady. You hearing her? She means business. Yep. When she rocks the hoodie, the nondescript hoodie, that means she's not here to celebrate something unique and artistic. She's not even sitting here wanting to represent her favorite team. No, it's the nondescript hoodie, which means I'm Hannah. I'm not messing around. I mean business. Yep. Got to get the job done. I got no time for shenanigans. That's what that means. Yeah. I'm letting got, you know. I got to finish the work week so that I can go home. So I can eat lunch, so I can take a nap, so I can go cover Cajun softball. Boom. And somehow find out where my pass went. I'm I'm assuming that James just forgot to give it to me. I'll lend you <laughs> mine. You'll be fine. Thanks. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so you don't have yours? So now we're down to... Well, he ha- he took mine to use because he didn't have one you to usually share. That's so right. His, he took mine. His is now, Miguez has his, so he'll use that to cover the spring game on Saturday. Yes. So then he used mine for when he covered baseball last weekend. I'll just give you mine. And then I told him to either leave it on here, on the counter in here, or underneath a mat at my house. And he never told me which one he put it at. So, <laughs> it's in the loo. Is that the word? What's the? The ether. No, the other word. You struggle with words today. Because <laughs> you know why? You know why I'm struggling with words? Because you got the hoodie on. You got no time for words. You got time for work. No, it's just because my Mariners play today. <laughs> your, your Mariners play today. That's, that's great. 310, hey, let's go. There's your press pass. Thank you, bud. You can just borrow that and you'll be taken care of today. Okay? Thanks. I'll still have to figure out where that mine went. <laughs> yes, we'll still need that. But that we'll, 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 we'll figure that out later. <laughs> we'll, we'll move on. Right now. Yes, you're taken care of. No more worries. Okay? You. You'll be covered for Raging Cajun softball tonight against Troy there at Lampson Park. What What was that? Did, what, I'm did, ready for them to win. Oh, there it is. There it is. Get excited. Get excited. Get pumped. Get pumped. <laughs> Go so vote on our poll question of the day. Producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names. She's giving you the rules. Yep. Don't get sideways. You get sideways, the it's Facebook police are going to be called. Cut off. You don't want that. Do you want that? Is that what you really want? No. 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 Don't be like Joey. Cut it out. Cut it out. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, let's start off. Houston Astros. Opening night, which got delayed. While we were on the air yesterday morning, we were informing you, hey, it's a late night. Astros first pitch, not till 838. Mm-hmm. Well, then they make the decision. For a reason I'm not quite for sure, around midday, 
that they were bumping it back to like what? Nine oh five. Nine oh five for some reason. Just I, I love Major League Baseball and their thought process on things. They're like, you know that eight thirty eight first pitch, not ideal. Don't like it. it's too early. You know you know you know what's gonna be great? Nine oh five. Right. I'm like going to sleep and they're still on the top of the like second. Oh I'm man, like, I, did. Oh, I, cool. I was done. I was done. <laughs> I woke up early this morning and, and found the recap. Yeah, West Coast <laughs> Astros West Coast not not great. Now you know Footsie is going to be rolling up here, tired. My man, yes. no sleep. I mean, he you. said he had he have two options: either come in, I'll come in tired but happy. I'll come in tired and I'll come in grumpy. I was like, oh no, <laughs> please win, please, <laughs> please. please. Please, please win for Hannah's sake. <laughs> Thank you, Houston Astros. That's exactly <laughs> what they did last night. That eighth inning, man. Thank you. Oh, yes. The, the eighth inning was <laughs> was was absolute key here. The reigning MVP, Otani, you know, he pitched well early. But when it was all said and done, he didn't pitch as, good, as well as Framer Valdez did. The Houston Astros' number one pitcher. He outpitched the reigning MVP, who also struggled at the plate. Valdez pitched six and two-thirds innings of only two-hit ball. The the vaunted lineup of the Los Angeles Angels was held to two hits. The Astros, meanwhile, they get an early RBI single from Alex Bregman, former LSU star, and then they also get a late homer from him and Alvarez as the Astros pull away late. For the 3-1 victory. And here's the crazy thing about the Strohs. And I didn't realize this. Until doing said research. It's their record-tying 10th straight season opener win. The only other team to win 10 straight season openers in Major League Baseball history. Was the Boston Bean Eaters. And that occurred in the 19th century. (laughs) I'm talking 1800s, people. The last team to do that back in the 1800s. Yeah, let that wash over you for a second. The Boston Bean Eaters would, of course, become the Boston Red Stockings, then the Boston Braves, then the Milwaukee Braves, and now the Atlanta Braves. To give you a long, lengthy history there. In a condensed time period. The Astros accomplished something that had not been done in since the 1890s. So, that's a hell of a way to start off the year. <laughs> Valdez looked really good. If that's going to be their rotation, and we've asked James Yasko that before, our friend from the Lima Time Time podcast, who will be joining us today at straight up 7 o'clock. Hey, look, if you're going to get that type of stuff, from Valdez, you can have Verlander be your number three option in your rotation. And, you know, concerns are, what are they going to do without Lance McCullers? Look, if Framer pitches like this, now, is he going to pitch two-hit ball every game? No, absolutely not. He's not going to. But if you get this type of performance more often than not, say 75% of the time, boy, you're going to win a lot of ball games. He turned a corner last year, Kramer did. And man, he looked really good last night. When you outpitch, which I'm sure Kevin will just love that the reigning MVP 
The Angels can have all the MVPs they want. They don't get to the playoffs. Just saying. Otani and Mike Trout can sit around and talk about all their MVP trophies while they sit at home for the postseason yet again. Because that organization is not a well-run one. Astros will take on the Halos once again tonight. First pitch is set for 838. You can listen to the action on our sister station, News Talk 98.5 FM, the talk of Acadiana. It is. It's the talk of Acadiana. I know, but when you get serious and you do the hand to like the left, I did. I did the, the right. gesture. I know. I know. It's always hilarious to me. I'm already probably a little extra this morning. Great. <laughs> I'm so excited. You're, you're all business over there with your nondescript hoodie. It's and a non armor hoodie, okay? It's nondescript. It's got no team logo on it. It's well, got no colorful uh, Rubik's Cube here, okay? in, in a splashdown atmosphere, you know, through a waterfall, whatever that other one was. Well, yeah. you may have had Amigas when you wore his quarter zip like three days in a row because it's just amazing quarter zip. So I don't want to wear that again today. And it's the first hoodie that I grabbed out of the dark closet when I got dressed this morning. Look, let me tell you something. What? Let's, let's be real for a moment, shall we? Uh, I personally, uh-huh. and I can speak for all of our listeners out there that are listening on the radio dial, on the free game mobile app for both Android and Apple devices, the ones listening on Alexa, Google Home, Watching on the simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. I'm going to speak for them, and I'm going to speak for myself. We, collectively, want you to just be you. Don't try to be like Matt Miguez. Don't try to be like James Mess. Don't even try to be like the big, bald, and beautiful one sitting in front of you. RP3. You just be you. Hannah, five names. That's all I want. So don't concern yourself with what others are doing with their wardrobe, what others are doing with their writing, or what they're saying, or what they're driving, or how they're bowling. You just worry about you because you are amazing just by yourself. <laughs> the same pet talk you gave yourself in the mirror this morning. <laughs> <laughs> you <can't>. be you. <laughs> you are amazing. You are. Or for you, for you, it would be, you are handsome. You are going to be doing great today. You will succeed in life. It's like a whole pep talk. No, I don't have to give myself a pep talk. I just roll in there. I go, what's up? How you doing? That's right. <laughs> you definitely don't roll up in here and say, how you doing? <laughs> oh, 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 man. We're going to have a good, good Friday show. Get, we're going to close out the week strong. Woo, get you ready for your weekend. Once again, great, busy weekend. Oh, man, so much on. What are you going to be doing? I know you're going to be covering softball. That's not an option for the poll question of the day, producer extraordinaire. But what of those options appeals to you? What's in your wheelhouse? Is it the Masters? Is it Major League Baseball opening weekend? Is it college baseball key road series? Or is it spring football games for the Cajuns and the Cowboys? Um, well, it's kind of it's a tie. Uh, with the Major League Baseball opening weekend, because I now have a team, so going to watch my dudes, my, my boy J-Rod, and then also the spring football games, because I just like the Cajuns to win. There we alumni go. pride showing. There it is. Poll question of the day. What are you the most excited for this weekend? 60% of you say the Masters. 
30% say Major League Baseball opening weekend. 10% say spring football games. 0% for college baseball. Salty Steve is the first to chime in on the poll question of the day. You know it's going to be a damn good Friday if that happens. The guy with the mangled leg without a competitive round in 508 days who is 45 years old still has the heart to make history. How can you not watch it? Memories of Jack in 86. Let's see if Father Time can get fended off once more. That is tremendous, tremendous comment by Steve. Steve coming in hot. Steve coming in hot. By the way, before we have to take our first time out, just a reminder, today's Friday, right? Yes. Game changer of the week phone call will be selected by the producer extraordinaire and yours truly. We will play that bad boy at the end of today's show and then share it on social media afterwards, which means you only have a few hours to get your phone call in to throw your hat in the ring. We've had some good ones this week. Jamie, Doug, others. You want to get your name thrown into the hat so you can get the distinction of being the game changer of the week? you got to call the hotline. 337-706-0111. That's 337-706-0111. Give us a holler and be nice to the lady on the other end of the line. More RP3 and company coming up on this extra Friday edition of our show. She's making the bug eyes. Can she last three hours with me and then two hours with tired foot? Woo! <laughs> Thank God Becca the intern will be showing up today. You're listening to the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Want to join in the discussion with RP3? Then just give us a call on the hotline. You know the number. Two, four, niner, five. Six, seven, eight. I can't hear you. You're trailing off. And did I catch a niner in there? Were you calling from a walkie-talkie? No need to be embarrassed. Just call us at 337-706-0111. Back to more RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. In Louisiana, there are thousands of miles of utility lines and gas pipelines buried just beneath the surface. Sometimes multiple lines are in one area. So look, if you have a contractor that you've hired is digging a hole to put in a new fence, a pool, or for any other reason, you run the risk of hitting an underground line by digging only a few inches. What happens then? Maybe you only knock the power out for your entire neighborhood, but sometimes there's an explosion with injuries and even death. It happens every single year. And there's a very simple way to avoid it. Before you dig, call 811. Call 811 two days before you dig. Tell the operator your address, and someone's going to come out and mark the location of buried lines so you or your contractor can avoid them. It's simple, it's free, and it's the law. Louisiana 811 operates 811 as a public service. And to promote public safety, Louisiana 811 and the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Remind you, call 811 and know what's below before you dig. 
Don't forget to vote on our poll question of the day. It's a jam-packed weekend, a great weekend of sports action. You got the Masters, which we'll talk about here in about 10 minutes. First round in the books. You got college baseball road series, key ones for LSU, UL, and McNeese. You have spring football games for the Cajuns and the Cowboys, both at the same time at 11 o'clock. We'll have you covered, by the way, with coverage from those games. Matt Miguez will take care of the Raging Cajuns. I will take care of the McNeese Cowboys. Make sure to go to 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com to read all about it. So college baseball series, college football spring games, the Masters. Oh, and Major League Baseball opening weekend. What are you most excited for? 50% of you say the Masters. 21% say Major League Baseball opening weekend. 15% say spring football games. 14% say college baseball games. Let's get to some more comments. Darren says, Cajun football is back, baby. My man is ready for some spring football. The number one raging Cajun fan of RP3 and company. Also, Darren gets full credit for giving me the inspiration to call Andres Pete Pondwater. So shout out to D for that. Doug has chimed in. I'm going to watch Tigers softball at noon and catch huh, the pauses tonight at 7. Hashtag go Tigers. Doug's ready. He's made his plans. He's ready to go. That's what I'm saying. It's a big weekend, an exciting weekend of action. Keep those votes coming on our poll question of the day. Keep those comments coming as well. Leave them on the book of face, on the Twitters, as Five Names refers to it as. Yes, the Twitters, Five Names? Is that how we're going to refer to it as? Yes, the Twitters. Okay. The Twitters. Yes, why not add an S? The Twitters. The Twitters. <laughs> you like that? Uh-huh. <laughs> Listen, look at you, yeah. Uh-huh. Is it time to break yet? Oh, my God. This guy's driving me crazy. Cray-cray. Is no. that what I'm doing right now? No, don't, don't say that. Do they still say cray-cray? Is no. that the whole thing? Mm-mm. No. Okay. You cray-cray. No. <laughs> Can you do that again for me, please? No. Please? Why? Because it was amazing. Say it again. You cray-cray. I did like the. I want to see Hattie do that. Oh, she. I made a video of Hattie doing that. What, just saying cray cray? Yeah, we had the whole like finger snap. And oh, yeah. She can, do, she can do the finger snap and the twist, yeah, all day long. Mm -hmm. That kid's got more sass. I don't know where she gets it from. Hmm. Let me think. <laughs> it's harder than R. Oh, it's, my, it's, it's all an me, amen. is it? It's all <laughs> me, is it? Okay. Yes. Yes, because my wife is not sassy at all. Mm -mm. Not at all. Not at all. Mild mannered, never gets yes. animated. She's a very civil woman. Ooh. She's got you fooled. <laughs> Let's talk more about Major League Baseball opening day quickly. Obviously, Strohs get the 3 1 win over the Angels as Valdez outduels Otani. Bregman comes up big with a late home run as well as they win their 10th straight season opener, tying a Major League Baseball record set by a team that played in the 1890s. 
other scores. Cubs beat the Brewers. I think Milwaukee's going to be really good. They were a playoff team last year. They lost to the Braves in the playoffs, but Milwaukee's going to be a sneaky good team again. I do believe, but, you know, the Cubs got the best of them. The Cubs are in a full teardown rebuild mode. They, they've given away all their stars for essentially used AstroTurf and, you know, rakes. So I'm not really for sure what Chicago's approach has been this offseason, but it's not been putting together a winning team. But they, hey, they were the first game up. They started it off 5-4 win over the Brew Crew. Kansas City takes down the Guardians. I'm still trying to adjust to the name. <laughs> when I see it, I go, that's not right. But yet it is because that's what Cleveland is now called, the Cleveland Guardians. Kansas City beats the Guardians 3-1. to one. The Cardinals, a lot of fans around here for St. Louis. Great place to watch a game. And their fans will tell you they're the best fans in baseball. If you happen to tell me, it means you're probably not. But I digress. St. Louis beats up on poor Pittsburgh. Nine to nothing to start the year. The Mets, the Mets won a game. Despite all of their nonsense. They beat the Nationals five to one. Cincinnati takes down my Bravo six to three. Not the most ideal start, giving up 10 hits to the Reds, the fighting Louis Prejeans. But there it is, six three winner. And the Diamondbacks win in walk-off fashion, taking down the Padres four to two. And we had a couple of games postponed yesterday till today because of weather. Red Sox, Yankees. That game will actually be postponed all the way until today. And then Mariners, Twins. Your Mariners. Yeah. The team from the Emerald City. Yep. The team that wears teal, which is really the reason why you selected them. They're going to be in Minnesota. That game was postponed until today as well. Taking down Carlos Correa. Come at me. Take that, Twins. Yeah. You know, they are selected in the 2022 preseason division champs as voted by the MLB on Fox fans that the Mariners will win the West of the American League, per se. They they actually present the biggest threat to the Astros. Yeah. Not the Angels. It's actually the, the Seattle Mariners. And they All actually that. are one of uh, Foot's wild cards for the playoffs. Correct. So that that's that, that's a good selection that's a good selection so major league baseball opening day in the books a couple of games get get postponed but astros they're a winner my bravos not a winner that's okay it's a long season one down 161 more to go let's go let's get it done we gotta take a timeout when we return here on RP3 and Company, the Masters, round one. Some surprises. We'll talk about that. How did Tiger fare? We'll talk about that. That's all next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Here on RP3 and Company, we talk about the sports you know and love. Baseball, football, basketball, and soccer. Isn't this great, man? I love soccer. Here we go, Galaxy. Here we go. Okay, maybe not soccer. 
but we'll try to do our best. Back to more knowledgeable sports talk with RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. You can experience Festival International like never before by winning the Games Festival International prize pack. That's right. Sign up for the Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com and you will get the chance to score a pair of Bonton passes. By the way, you can't go buy these. They're sold out. They're done. They're out. The only way you're going to score these Bonton passes by winning our contest. That's right. And this is what you're going to get. You're going to get exclusive access to front row and stage areas. You're going to be right there. You're going to be so close. You're going to be able to see the sweat dripping off their foreheads. That's what I'm talking about. That's the type of access you're going to get here with these Bonton passes. Shaded seating. Air-conditioned restrooms. Express drink lines. Oh, man, express drink lines? That means I don't have to wait for a long time to get my adult beverage. That's right. Boom. Thank you. Shirts, pins, and a poster. Experience festival like never before by winning the Festival International Prize Pack from your friends at the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Don't forget to vote on our poll question of the day. If you don't vote on it, This is what's going to happen. I'm going to break it down. If you don't vote on the poll question of the day that Hannah Five Names came up with, you're going to hurt her feelings. Do you want Five Names to go into the weekend with hurt feelings? I don't think you do. I don't think you do. That's not what you're trying to do. So why don't you go vote on that poll question of the day? We want to hear from you. If you want to leave some comments, even better. Even better. Let's send five names off into the weekend the right way. Come on, fellas. You made me sound like an ASPCA like little dog that has like the one eye and like the bum leg. Is Sarah McLaughlin singing in the background? (laughs) (laughs) True story. (laughs) I saw her live in concert. Love Sarah, by the way. Took a lady friend, that's how we'll describe that, back in the day to go see Sarah McLaughlin. Now, to, to give you some 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 insight here, I gave her concert tickets. I took her to go see Sarah McLaughlin. She re, she thanked me by giving me tickets for me and my buddy to go see Ozfest with Slipknot as the headliner on the second stage. <laughs> that concert experience is one that I'll share at a different day. Let me just say this about seeing Sarah McLaughlin down at the Smoothie King Center. She put on she put on a tremendous show. Very talented. I will just say that your boy, this was like 20 years ago, your boy got plenty of looks and stares by the fellow patrons of the Sarah McLaughlin concert. I'll just leave it at that. I got looks of, why are you here? 
was the looks that I got. <laughs> Just, I'll leave it at that. I also got a speeding ticket on uh, on the way to that concert, by the way. Sure did. Lived in Alexandria at the time. Got it right down the road in Washington. where They used to wow. be this little speed trap there on I-49. Oh, yeah. I came down that hill coming into, whew, lights came on. Here you go, sir. Already had the ticket ready for me. There you go. Have a good day. <laughs> I was like, awesome. So happy. And then I get to go to a concert where I get stared at and got got looked at like, why are the hell are you here? How are you allowed to be inside of this building? I enjoyed the music. I have an open mind. <laughs> but I digress. Vote on the poll question. Make five names feel good. Yep. She put in the work for this poll question. She does this for you out there listening. Yeah. She is the woman of the people. I am. Everyone drinks the five names Kool-Aid. Everyone does. Everyone drinks the five names Kool-Aid? Yeah. So much so that now, like, I, I gotta apologize for Martin because I keep saying Martin Janak, and it's not how you say his last name. It's Janik. I was very surprised. I felt terrible yesterday when he called me. Martin, can you forgive us? He will because he did. Today, Martin, did Martin forgive us? I think he did okay. because I think he won't go and put on the poll question today that pizza is not a sandwich. He will not put that on the poll question today. Uh, I'm uh, making it. Into existence, he will not do it today like he has for the past week. Shout out to Martin for making that happen today. Because <laughs> now that you said it, he's going to do it now. I hope he does not. Don't you know better? Oh, look who just posted. <laughs> what did he put? Hold on. Is it, let me see if I have it here. Mm, it's on Facebook. All right, what, what, what did our guy Martin? This man, he wrote the whole freaking thing. Paragraph. Here. What did he write? What did he write? Definitely the Masters. My guy Dustin Johnson is a contention. Hopefully he can take home the green jacket. If Tiger finishes top ten, it would be definitely a good story. If y'all think foot will be cranky this morning, wait till Friday after the first round of the NFL draft and the Saints trade up to draft. Yes, wait for it. Matt Coral, QB from Ole Miss. And five names. Correa will have a field day this weekend with your Mariners. But hey, look at the bright side. At least I didn't mention the pizza word. Have a great weekend. <laughs> Shout out to Martin. Thank you, Martin. <laughs> we still said for you to acknowledge me that I am the chair dance off the spectacular champ. Boom. 2022 chair dance off <laughs> spectacular dance party extravaganza winner. Hannah Five Names. There's so many words in that that it's unreal. <laughs> it is unreal. We should have a poll question. What should we change the name of the dance off to? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to some more comments on our poll question today. What are you the most excited for this weekend? Right now, leading the vote, 56% is the Masters, 22% MLB opening weekend, and tied for third with 11% each is college baseball and spring football games. Ton on Twitter, some of y'all need to find religion because the only answer to this question is all of it. Shout out to Ton. I love that. JPK, the OD, says wife and kids out of town. Uh-oh. Bachelor weekend. We'll be flipping back and forth between the Masters and spring football while sipping bourbon, dismembering and devouring a rotisserie chicken, barehanded caveman style, in my underwear on the couch. Don't tell me you haven't done it. Todd says you got to have ribs going too, right? <laughs> he said, don't forget the ribs, bro. Oh, man. Chico 
Rodriguez says, all of it. Ton says, I had to like and unlike so I could like this again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Y'all are in rare form. Keep it coming with that poll question of the day, your votes, your comments, and so much more. Oh, and Chico has tagged us with the old PSA of Sarah McLaughlin and her puppy on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. You know, it was like a good sitcom show that was on if one of the commercials that came on at least twice was the ASPCA commercial. Like oh, it was always. a good TV show if that was in the mix <clears throat> for their commercials. A- or if it was late at night. Like once yeah. it got past 10 o'clock at night, it was that, every that was on every commercial break, man. Oh, yeah. Every commercial break. When I had my volume down to seven, because it was like the key number for that my stepmom wouldn't hear the TV was still on in my bedroom. You just, I'm you, watching George Lopez or the nanny. You, you, you would just get to the point where I, I would just like scream at the television. I'm like, Sarah, I already adopted a dog from the shelter. What else do you want? I'm doing the best I can. Give me a minute, dude. I'm sad for the dogs, too. But damn it. I mean, hamburger helper for the third straight night. I don't have the money to go buy another, adopt another dog. <laughs> Stop making me feel guilty. <laughs> we, got, we were supposed to talk about the masters there. We did not. <laughs> and now five names is choking. So are we going to make it through three hours this morning? Probably not. Probably not. Fine. All right. Let's talk a little masters. Okay. Sanjay M from Korea. Is your leader after round one in Augusta? He shot a five under 67, masterful performance, no pun intended, there. But there are so many guys in contention. The wet conditions from Tuesday and Wednesday's rainfall, and then Wednesday night into Thursday morning's rainfall, surprisingly kept scores somewhat low, but everyone's bunched together after round one. Because M may have the lead at 500, but Cameron Smith, the Aussie, man, he put on a show, four under 68. He's right there in second place. And then you have this log jam of guys right there at third. You mentioned Martin's comment about DJ. DJ's right there. He's tied for third. Dustin Johnson at three under par with Danny Willett, Joaquin Neiman, and Scotty Scheffler, who's the number one ranked player in the world. They're all at three under par after the first round. And then you got Patrick Cantlay, Webb Simpson, okay, Kevin Na. They're all there just a couple strokes back. Tiger was one under for his first round. He shot a 71. Not great, but there, I think he's going to be good enough to make the cut. Do I believe he's going to really be a contender? I don't believe so. I don't think the leg and his body is going to hold up for four rounds. I think you're going to see two and a half rounds, maybe even three, but four rounds, you're asking a lot of a 45-year-old man's body who nearly lost his leg. But Tiger up and down first round, but one under, tied for 10th. That's not bad. That's not a bad start for him. Lee Westwood, even par after the first round. Sergio Garcia, even par as well. And uh, Hideki Matsusama, even par as well. So plenty of contenders there having a good first round. Roy McIlroy, man, he's just, he's not out of it. He's only plus one, okay? He shot a 73 yesterday. 
and he needs to win the Masters to complete the career Grand Slam, which has only been done by a few guys. And he had the great opportunity years ago and let it slip through his fingers. I, I just don't know. I just don't know. Not, not going to make any judgments just on based on the first round, but he didn't do himself any favors being plus one. Other guys, big names, Patrick Reed, he's plus two. He did not have a good first day either. John Rahm, who was your betting favorite, he <clears throat> plus two as well, 74. Jordan Spieth, first. The, look at these names. Xander Shoffley. Patrick Harrington. Jordan Spieth. John Rahm. Patrick Reed, all plus two. They all shot two over. 74s on the first day. Those are some of the best golfers in the world, and Augusta kind of handed them their lunch yesterday. Zach Johnson, former Masters champion, he shot plus two as well. Adam Scott, plus two. Sam Burns, the former LSU star who's been playing extremely well. Tom Watson picked him to be a dark horse winner for the tournament. Not the best start, plus three, tied for 60. Brooks Kepka right there with him as well. Tommy Fleetwood as well. So, second round action of the Masters is going to get up and running at 7.38 this morning. So, we will be updating the second round action for you throughout today's RP3 and company. We got to take a timeout. Wrap up our number one. That's coming up next right here on the game 1037 Lafayette 1041 Lake Charles Southwest Louisiana Sports Station Oh, the Hangout Music Fest is returning this summer to Gulf Shores in the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles has your tickets to this epic weekend of music. You can score VIP passes by becoming a member of the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Don't miss the return of Hangout Music Fest featuring the likes of Halsey, Post Malone, Doja Cat, Megan Thee Stallion, and that's right, the Diesel himself, Shaquille O'Neal, just to name a few. That's Hangout Music Fest, May 20th to May 22nd in Gulf Shores, Alabama. Win VIP passes from the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Poll question of the day. Let's let us down a rabbit hole of Sarah McLaughlin PSAs, unexpectedly. But those are the best kinds. Make sure to vote on the poll question of the day. Don't hurt five names' feelings. What are you most excited for this weekend? Right now, 50% of you say the Masters. 25% of you say Major League Baseball opening weekend. 17% say spring football games. I'm surprised by how large that number is. 8% say college baseball. Huge road series for the Tigers, the K. Jones, and the Cowboys. Texan and Katiana has tweeted out. MLB to double A all day, every day. I've tried them all. I really have. And the only church that truly feeds the soul day in, day out is the Church of Baseball. That's right. 
That's from Bull Durham, by the way. Not only the greatest baseball movie of all time, the greatest sports movie of all time, and I will die on that hill about that. Hour number one in the books. It's been extra. Hour number two, we'll kick it off with James Yasko. That's coming up next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. trying to make my dance moves better (laughs) what there's no music going i'm still dancing what what as i've said it before as you give me the judgment face as you give me the judgment face yes when you have this much rhythm inside of you when you have this much soul inside of you are you sure it's rhythm <laughs> you're feeling good about yourself after winning the 2022 chair dance off spectacular extravaganza presented by the game that was like the least amount of words you've ever said for the title of that name <laughs> hey i just love to dance okay I just love to dance. And I'm sick and tired, five names. Who are you yelling tired at? No, it is not me. Tired and sick of you trying to be like the dad from Footloose around here and okay. trying to cripple my enthusiasm for dancing. Okay, I again say, who are you yelling at? It is not me. <laughs> no, what you need to say is what my wife always says. What? She'll go, sometimes I'll be, I'll be talking about something or I'll say something. She goes, um... You want to try that again? <laughs> you want to I try that? that all the time. You want to try that again without the attitude? Yeah, I don't say I don't say attitude. Does it? You want to try that again? <laughs> let's let's run that back real quick. So I my entire this is my life right now. I get the business from the wife. Yes. I get the business from my seven year old daughter. Yes. And now I get the business because I hired a sassy no nonsense female producer so i'm getting the business everywhere from when i wake up to when i go to sleep (laughs) by women in my life and i didn't even mention my mother as well who gives me the business business too (laughs) i'm from morning till night i'm getting the business either in person on the phone or via text i'm just from all the ladies in my life it's going to be even worse on sunday when I am trying to order all of you men around. Oh. oh, my goodness. What have I done? 
I don't know. I, I make bad decisions. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying it's your fault that you decided, oh, we're going to do this new idea for social media. So let me involve all of my three young my my three uh, young uh, radio talents. It's going to be like herding cats. Under 25. I know. I know what's going to happen. All right. Make sure to vote on our poll question of the day. Go vote on it. What are you the most excited for this weekend? It's a big weekend going on in the world of sports. The Masters. Major League Baseball opening weekend. College baseball series for LSU, Cajuns, and the Cowboys. They're all on the road. They're all conference series. They're all big for them. Also, spring football games for McNeese and the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Right now, 50% of you say the Masters. 25% say Major League Baseball opening weekend. 18% of you say spring football, which I'm stunned by. And 7% say college baseball. Keep those votes coming on the poll question of the day. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter. But right now, it's time for us... To talk Houston Astros, they won last night despite having their game delayed for no good reason an additional 30 minutes, which goes really well for someone like our next guest who was running on probably three hours of sleep to begin with. It's time for us to talk to our good friend from the Lima Time Time podcast and a contributor for the Houston Chronicle, the one and only Mr. James Yasko joins us. James, good morning. How much sleep did you get? I was asleep by 9.45. I feel like I'm going to run through a brick wall. There's 161 more of these games. I don't have to get up till 1 o'clock in the morning on, on a Thursday because uh, it's opening night. <laughs> Already coming out the gate, getting salty and being defensive for no good reason. It's so aggressive. So aggressive. I am upset that that there's not more love on the, on the poll question for the uh, massive Leeds United-Watford game that's at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. What is a Leeds and what is a Watford? <laughs> uh, no, I mean it was. Look, this is the season. You, you can't. You cannot treat every game like it's Game Seven. Uh, it's it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Like I'm I'm not out here trying to trying to get three hours of sleep on a uh, on a school night uh, because the the Angels are a are a trash franchise uh, that that and and Rob Manfred is corrupt is is he's bought he's the boss tweet of major league baseball let's let's put it that way <laughs> boss tweet of major league baseball. let's go i know you you saw the highlights from the game and you looked at the box score because you're that you're you're that kind of guy so right valdez framer look man I, I we felt that he turned a corner last year especially after he came back from the the injury he turned a corner and he looked really good i know it's opening day but he outdueled otani you're reigning MVP because the Angels collect those guys and still don't make the playoffs. But that's a discussion for another day. What'd you make of uh, Framer's performance out on the bump? No, it's what you want. <clears throat> and I know we, we talked last week about how, you know, the 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 order in which the rotation is set up, it, it ultimately it, it all comes out in the wash. Everyone ideally, you know, you're going to make 25, 30 starts and, and the order in which it happens is going to get shuffled a couple times throughout the season. But, but that's what you want. <clears throat> you know, the, it, Yes, it's just one game, but you just beat the Angels, who are allegedly a division rival, uh, and um, you beat Otani at home, and and that's that's really all you can ask for. The bats, the lineup was was there. I mean, they didn't get to Otani early; they got to him a little bit, but then they definitely took care of the bullpen later on. 
Bregman, Alvarez uh, each have dingers. Bregman also had the RBI earlier in the game. What'd you make of what you saw from the lineup, top to uh, top to bottom? Yeah, no, it's. I mean, you, they did what they had to do to win that game, and it doesn't matter when you take the lead. It's just that 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 you did. So, um, you know, the good thing is, <clears throat> you know what. What an Otani threw what twenty pitches in the first inning? Like you know when you when you start out and you're you're working the count, uh, and you get into the bullpen, you know that's 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 exactly what you want to see. And it, it's good to see Bregman come through. Uh, you know that those are sort of the at bats that we were kind of hoping for in the World Series and and throughout the playoffs. But uh, dude just wasn't healthy, and and so hopefully he's got a, a fully healthy season ahead of him because it's been a while since he's had one of those. How key is that going to be for the Strohs, especially losing Carlos's bat, to have Breggs be healthy and be that guy that's going to be an all-star MVP candidate in the lineup and out there uh, fielding those ground balls, those hot ground balls at the hot corner? It's it's huge. And, you know, I mean, if you look at the lineup, you know, you've got you know, Altuve, MVP, uh, and, you know, Kyle Tucker, you know, presumptive, you know, MVP candidate, Bregman, MVP candidate, Jordan Alvarez, MVP candidate, Guriel, batting title. Is your batting Brantley. champion, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Brantley would finish second, you know, and so having having a healthy Bregman just means that, that you still, even without Carlos Correa, you have one of the, you have it, maybe the most potent lineup in, in all of baseball. Is Michael Brantley the most underrated player, not only on this team, but maybe in the American League? That's that is a very fair statement to make. I would I would I would think so. Yes. <clears throat> a lot of buzz was building about the Rangers, and there uh, there I knew I knew you thought, but there was a lot of buzz, and I, I want to ask you this because I believe Major League Baseball really wants to see the Rangers Astros become a legit rivalry and have both of them be good and battle each other out in that division. I really think they want that. And the Rangers spent money this offseason to try to make that happen, but random injuries and just the Rangers being the Rangers, it, it doesn't look like they're even close to kind of closing that divide with the, the Astros. Do the Astros and does Major League Baseball need the Rangers to be good for that division uh yeah i mean the more sort of regional is astros rangers gonna gonna ring the bell of of someone who's sitting in you know southie uh you know and and doing meth up in boston you know probably probably not um is is it is is the astros rangers rivalry gonna gonna ring any bells in the upper midwest probably not but but you know this is a, a part of the country that is traditionally a support that supports baseball. Uh, the eighteen percent of your poll respondents who are degenerates who are excited about spring football aside, uh, <laughs> the, and so a, a rivalry is is good for everybody, and a close division is good for for everybody. And you know I'm I'm just kind of tired of of sending these gifts indicating shame. Uh, and, uh, you know, making jokes to, to relatives that the Rangers alternate uniforms are sackcloth and ashes uh, that, you know, it, it, it's, it would be it would be nice for the Rangers to be to be marginally good just so the Astros can stamp out what little hope they have in their wretched lives. Let's keep it talking about the AL West. The Angels, I keep being told, have two generational talents, two of the best players right. in baseball. 
And I've been told that for 10 years. Two of the best <laughs> players in the baseball. Mike Trout is the second coming. He's the illegitimate grandchild of Mickey Mantle. And right. Otani is, is revolutionizing baseball because he can do it all. He's Babe Ruth. And yet they still lose. And they still lose on an epic scale. Why are the Angels so bad despite having two, quote-unquote, generational Hall of Fame talents? Because they have 23 other chuds that are bringing them down. You know, it's great to have – you know, if you look at the Astros, yeah, there are some superstars, but, but you know – Number one to twenty-five on the on the roster, or twenty-eight, or whatever it is now, twenty-six. Um, they're all pretty good. Like, there's no one that you would look at and be like, I can't figure out how that dude has a job. Um, but I mean, like, like I follow baseball. You follow baseball. I can name Trout. I can name Otani. Uh, I can name Anthony Rendon. Name an angel. That's it. That that, that that's all I can do. Just name somebody like Joe Adele. Okay, he's been a prospect that I've heard about for a couple of years. But if, if I can search the depths of my mind and I get paid to remember things and, and I can think of four angels, like there's 21 other guys that I have no idea that they exist. And that's the angels problem. Uh, and so if, if they can, it's, it's great to be top. I mean, I, I guess it's good for Jersey sales to be top heavy, but but you need more depth than what the angels have built. And they've, they've never been able to put together a one through five pitching staff. Never. And they struggle with that mightily. And they just struggle with building. They struggle with roster management, right? It's, it's an underrated thing that we don't talk enough about because you just think, oh, well, they got a star. Well, look, Mike Trout's been to the playoffs once. Once. Yeah. The guy is considered the greatest player of his generation. He's been to the playoffs once. And I just... Lance McCullers, Lance McCullers has more playoff hits than Mike Trout. Yes. That's a crazy stat to me. And I'm not saying MVP should be decided if your team gets to the playoffs or not. I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to beat the table for that. But, it, you know, it just... I'm kind of tired of the most valuable player for Major League Baseball in one of the leagues is constantly coming from a losing team. <laughs> like, like, yeah. If 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 you're, I, I get the argument. Well, if you take him off the team, they'd only win like ten games. Well, you have him on the team, and they're still not making the playoffs. So, right. how valuable really is Mike Trout, and how valuable is Otani when they really don't make everybody around them that much better? Like, well, th th this isn't the NBA where you can give the MVP to someone like Russell Westbrook who can carry everyone on the roster that year. Because that's basketball. This is baseball, man. I'm, I'm sorry. I just I, it, we got into this rut here with the, the the voters where oh well he's a great generational talent. Okay, that's great. Barry Bonds didn't win MVPs every year either. Sometimes Terry Pendleton got one. I, I just you know I just I don't know. I think the 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 Trout MVP talk and you know Otani won it won it last year. That is more of an indictment on on the Angels front office to have just squander, you know, the, the gifts that have fallen into their laps than, than it is a, a, a complaint about the, the, the baseball. And there are plenty of complaints about the Baseball Writers Association to go around. But, but that, that, I mean, every time that, that Otani or Trout wins the MVP and they don't make the playoffs, like the Angels front office needs to, needs to get one of those whipping belts and, and self-flagellate. Uh, that, that they are doing such a poor job that they can't they can't 
it's so easy to make the play the postseason right now. Like, like there's absolutely no reason they that they they shouldn't be doing it. All right, bud, we'll get you out of here with this. Obviously, you have responsibilities molding young people into average citizens, and that's something that you pride yourself on. What I'll accept slightly below average, <laughs> but. <laughs> What's your plans for the weekend, opening weekend? What are you going to be doing? Are you going to rest up and just watch as much Astros baseball this weekend, or are you going to be doing something else? Uh, well, so I'm I'm one of the I'm one of the tens of people uh, who who count themselves a, a massive baseball fan that also has Apple TV Plus. So I'm going to be <clears throat> the only one on Astros Twitter watching the Astros game tonight uh, because that's that's where the game. Uh, and shout out to Major League Baseball for growing the game by by having, you know, your opening weekend start at, at nine o'clock on a Thursday and then putting the second game, which also starts at 840 on a Friday on Apple TV plus. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to watch that. And uh, and in the morning, I'm going to watch some soccer. And uh, uh, have I told you my my have I told you my master's joke? No, not yet. How is how is Tiger Woods like the University of Texas football team? I don't know how Tiger Woods is like the University of Texas football team. Two good days in April, and they are back. <laughs> That's a quality joke. Thank you, James. <laughs> Boomer Center, by the way. Have a great weekend, brother. Have a good one. Yasko came in with the fire today. Fire. He's like, I'm not staying up. Only getting two hours of sleep. What I got to teach kids. Because Major League Baseball has the Astros playing past nine o'clock on a Thursday. Yeah, it's not very like like this. This is my bigger issue with MLB. The Astros are a name brand. They just played in the World Series. Why aren't you having them in prime time? You're having them not have first pitch Central Time until after nine o'clock. East Coast is after ten o'clock. Like, what are you doing? I just, I don't understand. Like, they they make decisions. You just want to shake them and go, bless your heart. You don't know any better. Or as my dad used to say, you ate up with the dumbass. I, I just, I don't know what's going on with the brain trust of Major League Baseball. Really? 904 on a Thursday? Come on, man. Be better. Rob Manford, do better. Be better. You know what Rob needs to do? He needs to be more like Hannah Five Names. Be more like Five Names and less like a bag. That's what Rob Manford needs to do. We got to take a timeout. <laughs> we got to take a timeout. You're listening to RP3 and Company. Right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. The Minis baseball team may have turned a corner after that disappointing Southland Conference opening series against Houston Baptist where they dropped 2-3. of three. They were able to avoid the sweep, but they still lost the series. They got back on track winning 2-3 of three against Nichols on the road in Thibodeau, and then they got their midweek game in their back pocket as well as they easily defeated Prairie View A&M the 50th time out of 51 tries. Big weekend 
coming up for college baseball. LSU on the road at Mississippi State. You're defending national champs. Raging Cajuns on the road at Arkansas State. And, of course, McNeese is on the road at UNO. We'll hear more about that McNeese series and the McNeese baseball team when Brady Raynard joins us coming up a few minutes from right now. I taped an interview with Brady yesterday. You heard a little bit of that. It's a bit of a tease, if you will. We'll dive in with McNeese baseball and Brady Raynard from KLPC Channel 7 in Lake Chuck. That'll be coming up after we're done with this segment. Time for RP3 and five names to show off some sick dance moves with RP3 and company Dance Party. was an RP3 and Company dance party here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Is the dance party going to occur anytime we have a <laughs> misstep? Is that no. going to be the thing now? No. <laughs> See what happened. So you a little behind the scenes here. A little behind the scenes. So... The dance party was supposed to happen. Producer extraordinaire, five names, had that on the computer, and beside it was the Brady Raynard interview that I taped yesterday. That I definitely thought was for the segment. And, and she segment. accidentally, she just accidentally hit the wrong button. Yeah. But that's, that's okay. That's we got happened. the dance party in. Maybe we'll throw the little dance party later on in hour number three, too. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Unexpected. I didn't mix up the time and think that Brady came on at 7.15 and not 7.30. That wasn't the, that wasn't the thing. <laughs> I didn't just bust my behind to make sure that it was ready and fully equipped for the, this segment. And, yeah. It's a great day already. Whoa. Can we check in on the poll question of the day five names? Yeah, I think so. All right, let's do that. Okay. Let, let's do that. Let's check in on that poll question <laughs> of the day. You pull up any comments we have on the Facebook and the Twitters there. A poll question of the day. What are you the most excited for this weekend? Right now, 52% of you say the Masters. 21% say Major League Baseball opening weekend. Another 21% of you say spring football games. And 6% of you say college baseball. I'm a little surprised by some of these. Hart on Twitter says they're going to have to play a Sarah McLaughlin song for some Saints fans with these two first-round picks that I'm sure they'll find a way to hate. <laughs> He's not wrong. They will be upset about whoever they select. And they're going to be really upset when it's not an LSU player. What are they LSU players? Can't believe they're not going to take them. Right. Well, they First of all, 
the really great LSU players are never there for the Saints to take because the Saints are always competitive and always around the playoffs. So those really good ones like Glenn Dorsey or, you know, other guys over the years that the Saints didn't take, they were already gone. Just saying. Just saying. Got to be, you know, got to be a little, you know, got to put things in perspective. Just saying. Can't get too upset that the Saints don't draft LSU players. But that'll be a complaint when that happens. <laughs> oh, man. How about some comments on Facebook or the Book of Face? So we have two very, very efficient comments from Matt Romagosa, one of our salespeople up front. I love efficiency. <clears throat> and Brian, you both say masters. And then Jude Miller, my dude, always coming in. College baseball, go Tigers. Boom. Keep those comments coming on our poll question of the day. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter as well. Just make sure you keep it clean for the kids. That way the Facebook police do not come out in full force. Because they will. Five names will call them. Boom. Done. Done. F11. (laughs) We got to take a timeout. When we return here on RP3 and Company, our interview with Brady Raynard from KLPC Channel 7 in Lake Charles. Got to catch up with him yesterday. Talking all things McNeese baseball and spring football because the Cowboys wrap up their spring season under first-year coach Gary Goff. That'll be Saturday, tomorrow, there inside the hole or Cowboys Stadium. We'll talk all about that. That's coming up next right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. some hosts that talk like they know everything but you don't have to worry about our guy rp3 what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things i have ever heard that's because he never knows what he's talking about everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it back to the show in the know rp3 and company on the game 1037 lafayette and 1041 lake charles southwest louisiana's sports station The Menice baseball team may have turned a corner after that disappointing Southland Conference opening series against Houston Baptist where they dropped 2 of 3. They were able to avoid the sweep, but they still lost the series. They got back on track winning 2 of 3 against Nichols on the road in Thibodeau, and then they got their midweek game in their back pocket as well as they easily defeated Prairie View A&M the 50th time out of 51 tries in that series. But another test awaits this weekend on the road against UNO, Cowboys, Privateers. They're bunched up in the standings in the Southland Conference. And to give us some insight in what Justin Hill's team is all about so far to this point, and if, in fact, they have turned a corner, is the man who covers them for KPLC 7 Sports, Brady Raynard. Brady, good morning to you, brother. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. I appreciate uh, you having me on the show today. Appreciate you making the time, bud. Know you're immensely busy, especially this time of year with high schools and college and everything like that. So let's start off with the Cowboys. A rough start to the season, a little bit inconsistent, reminded me a lot of last year's team. But uh, that nickel series, they seem to kind of have found themselves and maybe turned a corner, got a a little less sloppy with their fielding as well. 
Uh, do you believe Justin Hill's squad has maybe turned a corner? Um, it's hard to say. I, I think, honestly, it, let's wait a couple more weeks if we want to say that. And I'm only saying that because I think the formula they use to beat Nichols is the formula that I've kind of said all year that they're going to have to win with. They're going to need to limit the scoring by the other team. Uh, meaning when I say that, I'm talking four fewer runs. So you're going to have to really limit the score on the other team, and you're going to have to be able to win because of that with five or fewer. And so two of their wins came just like that. They won 2 nothing, 5-1. And so I think those are the McNeese formula games. If they can do that, then they're going to win most of those games, if not just about every one. The issue is happening when they allowed eight runs the game three. That has been more the consistency of them where their offense and their pitching hasn't really meshed very well because this isn't a team that scores a bunch of runs like we've seen in the past few years. The past few years they've had guys of that lineup that are hitting 350 and hitting 12 home runs a year, and they're able to put up eight, nine runs pretty consistently when they need to in some of those big games, and they have it to this year. It, it's just not what this roster is. This is a manufacturer run lineup, and they're hoping to lean on that pitching staff. Now, fortunate for them, they've had some good, some good arms. And so we're going to need to see how this continues in the conference. I mean, Justin Hill even talked about this week. This team still doesn't know who they are yet. This, the identity isn't known. Uh, but for me, I feel like I have a pretty good idea. But he says the identity is not there. But for them to continue to win, and if they want to win this conference, they're going to need to probably be right there at the one or two in the standings and pitching, which means that they'll probably have scored just enough runs to be able to win some games. Will Dion was such a you know factor for this team the last couple seasons, and obviously he was drafted in the ninth round of the amateur draft by the Cleveland Guardians. Is you're not going to be able to just replace that guy in his production and what he brings to the table when he's that talented, but they've been able to do a pretty nice job of kind of piecing it together. Do you think that's going to be the approach with the pitching staff? They don't have the one absolute front front line starter, so to speak, Brady, but they got a couple other really kind of good dudes. Yeah, no, and it has to be. Uh, even preseason, we've kind of we kind of talked about that, and it's the same thing in the the actual lineup because you know you lose a, a great top of the end starter, and then you lose a great three or four hole. So they're kind of similar in how they're having to replace those guys. They don't have the guy, but you got to have a few guys to do that. And and look, credit guys like Christian Vega. He had a big win against uh, Nichols uh, on uh, on the the uh, the Saturday game in terms of what he was able to do in the bullpen. Guys like that, they've kind of relied on Chance Stone at the the top. I mean, Grant Rogers has been that guy for them there at the start of the lineup. They're hoping to kind of be that Friday night guy. He's done a nice job. Four starts this year. He's made at least um, I think he's made at least seven innings or six innings at four of his starts, and it's pitched pretty well. He held Nichols to no runs uh, through seven innings, although. It seems like this is the Justin Hill specialty. They've got another good back-end guy there to, uh, to add closer to close the game. Cameron Foster this year, currently sixth in the country in saves with eight. He's really uh, honed in on that role. And, and, and most of those saves, he's coming in, in two-inning varieties. He did that at Nichols this past weekend. So that's where they're going to have to win. If they can kind of – I think he feels pretty comfortable. If they can get to the eighth inning now, I think he feels comfortable with Cameron Foster closing it out with uh, kind of a scoreless uh, two innings. And so they really only need to find how can they get through those first seven. You know, defensive problems have been an issue for other teams here in the state. LSU has had a severe issue with multiple errors. And McNeese had a stretch run there where they were struggling as well, averaging about two of them per game. And coming from guys that was immensely unexpected for them to have those type of miscues, 
How do you think Justin Hill is fixing that? And do you think that's just simply a, like a case of the yips, so to speak, for some of these guys, and they'll be able to push through? You know, that's hard to answer because I, I just I don't I, I don't know how. I think it's more of a consistency thing, right? Baseball is all about variance. It, you know, you can be pretty consistent overall throughout the year, but you're going to have those runs where maybe you end up making a few errors. And so I think it had a little bit to do just with just how they're playing. You just kind of make some mistakes. You kind of move some guys around. Guys are playing. And they just kind of make uncharacteristic mistakes, and I think maybe a lot of them were coming at once, um, because statistically, as you were saying, they were they were on they were averaging about an extra uh, error every four games, which doesn't sound like a lot when it comes down to it, but you realize it kind of adds up by the end of the year, um, and so uh, it, it's one of those things. Let's see how they get into conference because they're kind of playing a bunch of different games, and they have a lot of home games this year, which is kind of unique with their schedule, um, and so. I think it's something that'll kind of work itself out by the end of the year, especially with a coach like Justin Hill that obviously values defense the way he does. We're talking with Brady Reynard of KPLC 7 Sports in Lake Charles, talking all things Mingeeks Cowboys. He joins us here in RP3 and Company. Brady, let's talk about this weekend series. It's, it's a big one, especially early on, because the Southland appears to be completely wide open. I know Northwestern State sits atop the standings, but – I don't know. I, I just feels like this is a wide open conference this year, and they're facing a UNO team that's traditionally pretty good, sometimes really good, and they're bunched up in the standings with them. How key is this series, and what do you think is going to be the key for the Cowboys to win this weekend series? Um, to win, it, it's the same thing for me. I think to me, it's been the the, the secret sauce, so to speak. They're going to struggle to score seven runs against competitive teams consistently, just in my opinion and, and looking kind of at the math. I know they put up seven against Nichols, but they also put up two and four and three, I believe. So to me, if, if New Orleans averages four fewer runs, I feel like McNeese is probably going to win this series. And so that's where it's going to come down to. Can McNeese keep that run total down by UNO? And if they can, they're going to be able to have a chance. That's kind of the, the secret sauce for me. So you need Grant Rogers to come out and have a good game. And you need Cameron Foster probably. You need to see him at least twice this series. If that happens, I think McNeese has a chance to win to win that ball game for sure. Um, as far as the standings, I mean this is this is classic Southland, right? Yep. UNO, Nichols, McNeese at the top of the board, and then there's always a fourth team. It's been Northwestern a few times in recent years. A and M Corpus Christi has been good. I'm, the only surprise is what Southeastern's doing. That's the thing that's surprising me up to this point. But it's a long season, and if there's one coach in this conference that you don't want to uh, maybe ride off too early, it's, it's Riser and those Lions. Wrapping up our conversation with Brady Reynard of KPLC 7 Sports in Lake Charles, talking all things McNeese here on RP3 and Company. All right, Brady, let's switch over to football. The spring season for Coach Golf is going to wrap up tomorrow with the spring game. That's going to kick off at 11 o'clock. It's going to be not your typical spring affair because of injuries to the, what, the depleted defensive backs, uh, that position group as well as offensive line is banged up. So it's going to be uh, more, more scrimmage than real game. But lots of questions did face this team entering into spring football season. Do you believe that they've been answered now as we wrap it up for Coach Golf? Um, I, so I think the questions kind of coming in is what what will this look like? Um, you know, coaches can promise one thing in the press conferences, but I I mean I'll give golf credit. Everything that he's talked about, uh, he's brought to the table. Energy is incredible during practice in terms of from him 
and the way that the, the practice itself is run, they, there's no rest. These guys are sprinting around for two, you know, an hour, two hours. Um, and so it, the energy of this team is a lot of fun. And so will that translate on Saturdays? I don't know. It did for him at Valdosta. So we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt that, it, that likely it will. I think um, we were kind of concerned at what we would see from quarterback. Um, and after the first scrimmage, I don't know how you couldn't continue to be concerned. But I think the second scrimmage kind of answered it a little bit better. Um, Knox Kadem, the Virginia Tech transfer, they kind of signaled in on him a little bit. He had a nice, uh, a nice bounce back effort through a touchdown. And I think the standout this spring, uh, which if you've kind of watched McNeese football the last few years, it shouldn't necessarily surprise you, but it's someone that you're glad he's continued and now it looks like it's finally his role, is Mason Pierce at receiver. He's kind of a smaller guy, but he's really electric, and he scored a pair of touchdowns in each of the last two scrimmages and has really proved to be their, their, their go-to playmaker. may not be their, their leading reception guy, because they still have Josh Matthews, Louisiana Tech transfer there, who opted to come back after entering the transfer portal. Uh, so that's a nice duo, but it looks like he's kind of going to be that X factor there, wide receiver, and especially in this offense that they run, the air raid, where you're going to get a lot of short options, uh, short throws for him, where he can kind of do a hitch and go. It's going to be um, exciting to see just how they use them and how much they move them all over. Because that's one thing you said too is that they're going to move them all over the field. Uh, these receivers, you know, don't expect just because you're an outside guy, that's where you're going to line up. Just your X will line up in the slot sometimes, too. So I'm excited to see just how they kind of use these guys. But it looks like, in terms of talking quarterback, it looks like it might be Knox Kadem's job, at least according to reps. He had uh, numerous more pass attempts than any other quarterback, more than double the last scrimmage. So we'll see if that um, kind of holds up again this weekend. Running out of time here, Brady, but I'll ask you this. How are they going to figure out – who in the hell is going to be able to play defensive back because they had guys transfer out and had guys graduate. They don't even have enough guys right now to start to start in a game. Uh, how are they going to fix uh, DB? Yeah, how about four? Four guys healthy <laughs> this spring. I think some of it's just going to be just natural. You know, you, you, They've got injuries there. They'll be ready for the fall. Uh, they still have some scholarships left. They can go out of the portal and go grab some guys too. So they'll be fine. And even Coach has said that. He said, look, we'll be fine for the fall. We just have to find a way to get through spring. We've got four guys in the defensive back. They were they moved a quarterback, uh, Dylan Simon, a local kid that played quarterback at uh, LCCP. They moved him to defensive back because of how much speed and kind of athleticism he's got, just so they could get through practice. So uh, they'll be fine, but man, they're going to be glad once spring ends because it, it has to be kind of hell to to be able to go through practice. I think DC said they had 54 total players available between injuries, transfer portals, this, you know, everything that kind of added into it, and only four on the defensive back, backside there, so in the secondary. Brady, appreciate your time. As always, brother, tell the people how they can follow you on social media and where they can go to see all your great reporting there for KPLC. Uh, KPLCTV.com. We uh, obviously post everything there, and uh, the, the Twitter handles Raynard Sports. Brady, appreciate your time, but enjoy the weekend. See you out there Saturday, tomorrow at the spring game, my friend. All righty, thank you. That's Brady Reynard from KPLC 7 Sports in Lake Charles talking all things McNeese, baseball, softball, and football here on RP3 and Company. Appreciate Brady for making the time. Hey, look, I know you hear me talk about it over and over again, but I got to tell you, if you haven't signed up for the game 
clubhouse yet you need to do so look it's free it's simple even yours truly the big bald and beautiful one was able to figure it out and once you become a member you'll have the opportunity to score free stuff great stuff like a 150 dollars gift certificate to mr lester's steakhouse that's right mouth-watering steaks great sides desserts adult beverages they even have a cigar room you can take your lady out for a great night on the town or just go hang out with the fellas it doesn't matter how you use the gift certificate we just want to hook you up with it 150 dollars gift certificate to mr lester's but you can only win that by becoming a member of our clubhouse go sign up today at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com once again it's free to do so it's easy what are you waiting for we got to take a time out more rp3 and company coming up right here on the game 1037 lafayette 1041 lake charles southwest louisiana sports station P3 grew up dreaming of one day playing right field for the Atlanta Braves. Just like his hero, Dale Murphy. I wanted to grow up and be Dale Murphy. Little Raymond, though, wasn't quite the caliber of athlete of his childhood hero as his lone highlights as a ball player were being beamed. Twice. In the head. That actually explains a lot. Back to more RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles wants to hook you up with a $50 gift certificate to Richard Seafood Patio in Abbeville. Richard Seafood Patio has some of the best boiled crawfish, but also serves up boiled shrimp, crabs, fried and grilled seafood, burgers, steaks, pull boys, and a seafood buffet. Woo, man. I'll make you want to do dangerous things. Simply text crawfish to 68683 that's crawfish to 68683 for a chance to score a $50 gift certificate to Richard Seafood Patio and that's brought to you by the game Southwest Louisiana's sports station let's check in on the old masters shall we shall we do that I guess she says I guess I guess Round two has just begun from Augusta. Lucas Glover, Charles Schwartzel are on the course. They're through two holes. They're still at even par. They were even par yesterday. Cameron Champ plus ones uh, from uh, through two holes so far today. Robert McIntyre remains at even par. A few others. The projected cut line as it stands this morning is plus two. Plus two is your cut line for the Masters as of right now. Now, that could change based on scores. That means Sam Burns, Brooks Kepka, Gary Woodland, Tommy Fleetwood, Justin Rose, Bryson DeChambeau are all in danger of missing the cut for the Masters. Tiger, as it stands right now, would make the cut because he's one under. Once again, projected cut being two over as it stands right now. We'll continue giving you updates for the Masters throughout 
our final hour of RP3 in company. Ooh. Yes. Poll question of the day. Got to check in on it. Okay. How are the people doing? Are the people still overwhelmingly voting one direction? Let's see. What are you the most excited for this weekend? Yeah. 54% of you running away with this bad boy is the Masters. That's what you're the most excited about. You love seeing a green jacket being put on someone on Sundays. 20% of you say Major League Baseball opening weekend. 19% of you say spring football games. 7% say college baseball. Once again, there's three big series this weekend. LSU on the road against the defending national champs, Mississippi State. Hello, Stark Vegas. UL on the road in lovely Jonesboro, Arkansas to take on the Arkansas State Red Wolves for a conference series. And the McNeese Cowboys. They're going to be down at UNO for a three-game series in Southland Conference play. Keep those votes coming on our poll question of the day. Keep your comments coming as well on Facebook and Twitter. Whether they're efficient or not, keep them coming. We want to hear from you. You have anything to say over there, five names? <laughs> um, it's a long story, so I'll tell you the time of the third Outstanding! Hour. That's the content I was looking for. <laughs> you like you had something to say, and then you're like, no, no, I'd rather. No, not. it's a lot. It's it's, it's extra. Me, it's funny. It's extra. It's me very funny, but extra, I guess. There it is. Hour number two in the books. We only got one more hour left for today's show and for the week. Nick Fondo will join us in about 20 minutes for cashing tickets, and then Dan McDonald, the man who's the play-by-play voice on ESPN Plus for Raging Cajuns, he'll join us as well. That's all coming up. You're listening. RP3 and company right here on the game 1037 Lafayette 1041 Lake Charles Southwest Louisiana Sports Station Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. of the week and the day has arrived me oh my crawfish pie welcome back to rp3 and company i'm your big bald and beautiful host raymond parts the third i'm joined here in the game studios by the producer extraordinaire and the woman who's all business on a friday no shenanigans all business all business oh yeah Mm -hmm. she has to be because she deals with yours truly and kevin foot Got to have a firm hand to deal with us. <laughs> She's producer extraordinaire. Hannah, five names. Oh. Final hour of the week. We made it. We did make it. We made it. <laughs> we made it. I don't know how we did, but we did. Hey, coming up this hour, we're going to finish strong. 
About 15 minutes from right now, Nick Fondo will join us for Cash and Tickets. We're going to talk Masters. We're going to talk NBA wrapping up as well. So we're going to have some uh, give you some assistance when it comes to your sports bets for the weekend with our semi-pro gambler, Mr. Nick Fondo. After that, 30 minutes from right now, the legend, the Louisiana Sports Hall of Famer, the man who's the play-by-play of the ESPN Plus broadcast for Raging Cajun Athletics, Dan McDonald will join us. We're going to talk baseball. We're going to talk softball. Big weekends for both. We'll do that with Dan. That's what we got coming up. Plus, we will unveil our very first, the inaugural, Game Changer of the Week phone call. We've picked it. We had some good options, but we have selected the game changer of the week. We will unveil that at the end of today's show, and that will be something we'll be doing every Friday moving forward. Jam-packed final hour. Whoa. Whoa. Did you just do Joey Lawrence from Blossom? Whoa? Live on the air? Do you even know know that reference? Mm -mm. Do you even realize what you did? What up, Haley? <laughs> well, Masters. Let's get some updates. Okay. Shall we? Because mm-hmm. the Masters is going on right now. It's currently uh-huh. is currently up in the runnings. Second round action has begun for the Masters. Once again, lots of guys are in contention here. The projected cut line is two over par, so there's plenty of big names in danger of not making the cut. Sam Burns, Brooks Kepka, Ryan Palmer, and others. Your leader is M from Korea at five under. He'll be teeing off in about 30 minutes from right now. Cameron Smith, the Australian, is in second place, four under, first-round performance, and then you have a grouping of Scotty Scheffler Danny Willett, Dustin Johnson, and Neiman that are three under par heading into round number two. But let's check in on the live leaderboard for the Masters. It is a tradition like none other. Uh, Lucas Glover has uh, gone through three holes. He remains at even par. He's parred all three holes. Schwartzel is through the first hole. He parred that as well. So, some early action. Second round has begun for the Masters. And look, it, it just based on the first round, look, it, second round's up and running. They'll do the cut today. I really like Dustin Johnson's chances. I also like Willett's chances. His game suits Augusta. You could very well see the Englishman win the green jacket this weekend. So we'll be keeping an eye on that. And that leads us to our poll question of the day as well. Busy weekend. Not only is the Masters going on, a tradition like none other, as they say. Opening weekend for Major League Baseball. Opening night was last night. The Houston Astros. Fermer Valdez outduels the reigning MVP and the, the greatest player of all time. Joanne Otani, 3-1. to one. Framer, two hits. That's all he gave up. Sensational performance by him. 
Bregman comes up big with an RBI single early and then a home run late as the Astros win 3-1. to one. Their 10th straight season opening victory. That ties a Major League Baseball record with a team that played in the 1890s. So that's pretty significant and historical. Game two of this series between the Astros and the Halos will be on tonight, 8.38, first pitch. You can listen to it on our sister station, News Talk 98.5 FM, the talk of Acadiana. But it's going to be Major League Baseball opening weekend, so it's going to continue. Hannah's Seattle Mariners will, in fact, be starting. Their game got postponed from yesterday to today. They'll open up the season this afternoon. Five names is going to make sure to go home, get a nap, and be ready to watch her Mariners open up the season. Yankees Red Sox also got pushed over to all those bandwagon fans that aren't from the Northeast that love rooting for those teams. You you can get excited about that as well. That'll be uh-huh. later today. <laughs> Just say it in case you want to. So Major League Baseball opening weekend. The Masters. Well, that alone would be enough, right? But no, no. You got spring football wrapping up for the Raging Cajuns and the McNeese Cowboys. Matt Miguez, one of the dudes on the afternoon show for Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. Dude. (laughs) Miguez will be reporting from the spring game tomorrow morning. That kicks off at 11 o'clock. He'll have a story up at 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com, and also have a video recap that we'll be sharing on social media tomorrow. McNeese wraps up their spring season as well. The Cowboys under first-year coach Gary Goff, just like the Cajuns are under a first-year coach. They will have a limited spring game as well. Both teams are dealing with offensive line issues, health, and guys being banged up, so they're not going to go full out for spring game. I'll be over in Lake Chuck tomorrow to cover the McNeese spring game. We'll have a story up for you at 1037thegame.com and 1041thegame.com as well and a video recap from the McNeese spring game. So we got you covered there. So those two things will be happening. LSU spring game is not till later in the month on the 23rd. They got started late because of the new coach and he didn't have enough players to actually begin spring practice. So you got spring football. Oh, and by the way, A big weekend on the diamond. Uh, Not only for the Raging Cajun softball team, which is going to try to bounce back from a tough loss against McNeese earlier this week. They'll welcome in Troy for a three-game set at Lamson Park. Producer extraordinaire Hannah Five Names will have you covered there. She'll be at that game tonight. Not only do you have that, and you have McNeese softball hosting southeastern Louisiana over in Lake Chuck, but baseball. LSU, UL, and McNeese are all have key conference series games, conference series rather, on the road. LSU is taking on the defending national champs, Mississippi State, in Stark Vegas. Can they beat a good team? That's been debatable so far this year. They've had some moments. Can they do enough to go into Stark Vegas and take two or three or possibly sweep the defending national champs? Be a big test for Jay Johnson's team. The Cajuns, they were able to split their week, their midweek series with Louisiana Tech, avoided being swept, but now they're going up to Arkansas State. Always a tough place to play, Jonesboro is. They're going to take on the Red Wolves. They've won. UL has back to back Sun Belt Conference series 
Can they make it three in a row? Continue turning that corner that we're seeing. And, of course, McNeese. They beat up on poor Prairie View A&M earlier this week, but they bounced back the previous weekend by taking two or three from Nichols. They're bunched up in the Southland Conference standings. They're going to go play UNO, who's right there with them, for a three-game set down in New Orleans, Cowboys Privateers. So it's a jam-packed weekend, a lot going on, not to mention high school baseball, softball as well. So our poll question of the day is, what are you most excited for this weekend? With it being such a jam-packed weekend of sports action, what are you the most excited about? 54% of you say the Masters. That looks like that's going to be the clear-cut winner. But battling it out for second place, and a tad surprising, Major League Baseball opening weekends getting 20% of the vote, 18% of the votes going to spring football games, only 8% for college baseball. That's where we stand with the most updated results with the poll question of the day. So keep those votes coming on our poll question of the day. Keep your comments coming on Facebook and Twitter. (laughs) Got a random comment here by Ken Morden. I guess he's replying to us asking why he voted maybe for spring football. And he said, because I got money riding on it. That is actually my father-in-law. He has money riding on Tiger Woods and the Masters. Oh, he's oh, so he oh, so he didn't did clarify. So he voted for the Masters, and he's got money riding on Tiger Woods to win it. Yes. Well, I should really just take top to place top five. You have to win. You have top ten, top five. That may be a little difficult, but I love the aggressiveness with the betting. Shout out to five names family members. Yes. Taking part in the poll question of the day. Keep that up. We got to take a timeout. When we return, it'll be time for some cashing the tickets with Nick Fontenot. That's next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. April 8th, 1976. The New Orleans Saints selected California running back Chuck Muncie with the third overall pick in the first round of the NFL Draft. Muncie would play five seasons with the Saints. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The Houston Astros opened up the season with a 3-1 win over the Los Angeles Angels. Tune in tonight to our sister station, News Talk 98.5 FM, as the Astros try to make it two straight against the Halos. First pitch is set for 8.38, and once again, you can listen to Robert Ford and Steve Sparks on our sister station, News Talk 98.5 FM. Don't forget to vote on our poll question of the day. What are you the most excited for this weekend? Is it the Masters? Is it Major League Baseball opening weekend? Is it spring football games? Or is it college baseball? Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter as well. But right now, it's time for us to help put a little money in your back pocket. It's time for us to talk with Nick Fondo. 
It's time for Cash and Tickets. Tired of having your pockets emptied out due to bad sports bets? 20. Hit me. 21. Hit me. 22. Go! Listen up, because it's time to take down some notes and get paid with advice from semi-pro gambler Nick Fontenot. I get so nervous when I gamble. I'm so silly. Here is Cashing Tickets on 103.7 The Game, Acadiana's sports station, simulcast on Stadium 32.3. Good morning, Mr. Fontenot. How are you? I'm good. How about y'all? I'm I'm, uh, I'm ready to make some bets and win some money. You you ready to win some money? Yes. Are you ready to go ahead and say you're sorry to Hannah Five Names? What for Mitchell last week? Yeah, bud. You yeah, crushed her. So, you crushed okay. her. You crushed her. She was crushed. Okay. <laughs> and I and I'm sorry for not answering the phone last week. I've also. I've also talked to Anna, Hannah off the air and said that she has until the end of the day to make all of the Nick missed last week jokes, and it's over. <laughs> Moving on. Moving forward. Yeah. Yep. Now, I'm not saying – We're I not going to dwell on this. Again, I'm gonna, I said she can make jokes until I miss again, because I will miss again at some point. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. I, I'm, not, I'm not going like that. This is never going to happen again, Ralph. Like, I know it's going to happen. <laughs> then today you can become Nick Fontenot. Miss again, you'd be back to Nicholas Fontenot. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that way. There that it is. There it is. The, hey, man, we all fall short of the glory, not to worry. All right, bud, let's get to it. Um, let's talk the Masters. Round one is in the books. You have some contenders there. Tiger Woods had an okay day. He shot one under. He's tied for 10th. But you have other guys like Danny Willett and Dustin Johnson just lurking there and, and Cameron Smith from Australia, who's one stroke back as well. Give me your guy or guys that you like to put money on, if you still can, to win the Masters. Well, I picked him at the beginning of the tournament. I picked Scotty Scheffler to win it. I just thought he was playing pretty good, and his game matches up for Augusta. Right now he's 8-1 to one if you wanted to pick him. But, man, we totally, just as a collective group of people, forgot about Dustin Johnson. I mean, that guy's been a great golfer for years. He was number one in the world for a little while, and, I don't think he was even in a, in tier one in any of these Masters pools, and yet there he there he sits right atop the leaderboard and uh, and right now going off six to one to win the Masters. So uh, there's probably value in Dustin Johnson earlier. Right now there's no value there. I mean there's value six to one is good value, but he's the second favorite behind Cameron Smith and Scotty Scheffler going off at eight to one. Uh, Tiger Woods won the tournament thirty three to one. There's a lot of value there. I mean if, if ten dollars is going to win you three hundred and thirty bucks, I mean that's that's pretty good. I, I just don't see uh, I don't see Tiger getting it done. Uh, I think he'll make the cut and play well. But man, this tournament's all about Tiger. I mean, I would take a Tiger cam if they just had a camera following him. I would I would watch that. But when we're talking about making money, uh, you could probably make some money with Scheffler. There's some good value bets with like Colin Morikawa at 33 to one. It's pretty good. Uh, but you want you want to kind of pick those favors that are up there. And I feel like if you were lucky enough to pick Dustin Johnson before the tournament before the tournament started, you're probably sitting pretty good right now. Yeah, I, I like DJ a lot, and we kind of collectively kind of forgot about him, right? Absolutely. Um, I also like Danny Willett. I just think his game kind of suits the course, and it wouldn't be a surprise to have an Englishman come over and win the Masters uh, because it, it, that does happen. Uh, it's happened more than a few times in recent years. All right, bud, let's switch gears and tell me a little bit about some some player props a little bit. 
Yeah, so really popular right now is these NBA player props. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically uh, looking at the NBA game for the night and seeing what the player is going to do. So if the like last night the Bucks played the Celtics, do you think Giannis is going to go over 30 and a half points? He did it. He scored 28. So I had the under in that game, and, and it hit, but a lot of people had the over. He's missed the over in his last three games. Everybody thought he was due last night against the Celtics, and he only scored 28. So he's right there, right around 30. So you can do that for assists. Like uh, Herb Jones for the Pelicans is really good when it comes to uh, steals and blocks. It's usually over one and a half steals and blocks. He gets that just about every game. So there's good value there. Now, some of them will, will be will cost you a lot of money. So it'll be like minus 140, minus 150, because it's almost going to happen. Like, like last night, Andrew Wiggins over one and a half threes was minus 180. Well, he, you know, he hit, he had three threes last night. So, you know, it hit, but you had to pay up front to get there. So you be careful on the prices, but there's, there's a lot of value in some of these props. And if you can get the right ones and really study it, see who's coming off a of back to back, see who's motivated to win the game. Cause right now a lot of teams are tanking. You can have a lot of fun with NBA. Of course, you can always pick the game. You can always pick who's going to win the game as far as teams go. When you dig a little bit deeper and get into those player props, that's where you start having fun with it. And I know most people are just gambling to have fun. Nobody's really making a career out of it. So if you want to have some fun and maybe watching a game that you wouldn't normally watch, go into those player props and, and see what they have. And you can really have some fun with that. And they're really popular on Twitter and, and a lot of people gambling right now. Okay, are you betting on any NBA games this weekend because the regular season's about to wrap up? Teams are putting, you know, jockeying for playoff positioning, but some teams are also resting guys. Are, are you putting any money on any actual games, uh, outcomes of the games, bud? It's very tough last night. Like, last night, I, I think the Celtics lost that game on purpose. I had the Celtics. I thought they were going to beat the Bucks. The Bucks were kind of wavering and not really doing well. And I think the, the Celtics would have won. They would have had a chance to get that one seed. And, and play the Nets, and I think everybody's trying to avoid the Nets right now. You know, the Nets are the eighth seed, and, and nobody really wants to play the play the Nets in the first round. So I think the Celtics lost that game. So right now, until the playoffs, I mean, unless you're just really sure about a team, I would stay away because, like last night, the the Pelicans were like 17 point favorites, and and so you, you can't really you can't really judge that. Like, I mean, the, the Pelicans going to beat the Blazers, of course they're going to beat the Blazers, but were you really sure they were going to win by 17 points? It's just really it's really tough to to pick. NBA games, they can go either way. And when, you, when you're playing against the spread, uh, NBA games are, are, are so weird. I mean, you, you might think a team is going to blow a team out, and then they, they don't blow them out, but they win by four points, and you lost your bet. So NBA is really, really tough to bet on. I'm not saying don't don't bet on it because it's fun. And, I mean, if they got a game on and you want to throw some money on it, I mean, that's kind of what we're doing here. But it's just so hard to handicap NBA games because a, a team may come out cold or – you know, a team's supposed to blow a team out and they just play them close. So I don't really like playing NBA games straight up. I'll play some. I'll play some Pelicans games for fun. But the NBA, where I have a lot of fun, is the player props. All right, bud. Let's switch over to Major League Baseball. Just betting on baseball in general. Opening night was last night. This is still opening weekend. Uh, give me your early bets here for World Series uh, picks. Betting on baseball is completely different than any other sport. I would maybe compare it to hockey a little bit, but it's, it's even more, more different than that. When you're betting baseball, pay attention to the pitchers. That's who you're betting. You're betting pitchers. So if, if, if you know, Max Scherzer is going for the Mets, their odds are going to be a lot different than 
you know, if it's one of the other pitches for the Mets, is pitching. Now, the Mets might be a bad example because their pitcher staff is loaded. So every night they're going to be a huge favorite. But but you're, you're paying attention to the pitchers, and sometimes you can actually put a bet on a baseball team where the, the starting pitch is announced, and then later on in the day they'll scratch the pitcher, and the odds will completely change, and your bet will actually cancel. So you're just betting pitchers. So if you if you like a pitcher, like, like a Max Scherzer, if you bet his game every night that he wins, you know, he's going to go 18 and four or something like that. You're going to win 18 times. The problem is his games are going to be minus 200 or minus 300 to bet. So when he loses them, you're going to, you're going to lose that big juice up front when he loses those games. So you're going to be, you're going to break about even, but it's always good to like pick a pitcher and, and bet that pitcher every night and you're going to come out ahead. And one, one thing I also like to do uh, is bet Rockies overs. You, you, you can you can make money with Rockies overs because they hit a lot of home runs. Their overs are usually set at about 10, 10 and a half, but they go over more often than not. So if you take, play the Rockies over every single night, I think you'll be profitable. So so bet the pitchers. Don't bet the game. If, if the, the Phillies are playing the uh, you know the Giants, don't don't worry about the Phillies being a better team. Just bet the pitcher. Who's the better pitcher? And that's how you make money betting baseball. Brother, appreciate your time as always. Enjoy your weekend, and I promise you that Hannah Five Names is going to put what happened last week behind her. We're going to move forward, bud. This bond is going to get stronger and stronger. Not to worry. One one step forward. (laughs) Enjoy your weekend, bud. (laughs) All right, man. Thank you. (laughs) That's Mr. Fontenot. Not Fontenot. No, no. Not Nicholas Fontenot. He's back to being Nick Fontenot. Our guy, our semi-pro gambler here of RP3 and Company, helping us with making those weekend bits. A little Masters, a little NBA, and a little Major League Baseball. Once again, jam-packed weekend. We got to take a timeout. We'll talk more about that jam-packed weekend with a man who's going to be on the call for softball this week at Lamson Park. The man who's the play-by-play announcer for ESPN Plus broadcasts of Raging Cajun Athletics. Dan McDonald, the Louisiana Sports Hall of Famer, will join us live next right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Oh, Lafayette Marble and Granite is the South's largest cultural marble factory, and they pride themselves on earning your business. And look, I know what you're thinking. LMG does a great job with kitchen, right? Countertops and kitchens and bathrooms. But here's the other thing. They do a phenomenal job when it comes to that outdoor living space, your man cave areas, your back patios. That way you can have a great time for the fall watching Raging Cajun games or LSU Tigers or McNeese Cowboys. They can handle it all. And if you want to get an upgrade, so to speak, to that outdoor space, you need to reach out to my friends over at Laugh-In Marble and Granite today. Go visit their website, lmgelite.com. That's lmgelite.com to learn more about the sensational services and the great products they have to offer live inventory is updated every single wednesday visit lmgelite.com or simply stop by their showroom located on i-49 north across from hub city ford lafayette marble and granite they're looking to earn your business and trust me earn it they will 
Don't forget to vote on our poll question of the day. What are you the most excited for this weekend? Is it the Masters? Is it Major League Baseball opening weekend? Is it great college baseball series on the road for both McNeese, all, all three, McNeese, UL, and LSU, all on the road, key conference series there? Or are you the most excited, not for the Masters, not for college baseball conference series, not for Major League Baseball opening weekend, but spring football, McNeese and UL both, We'll wrap up their spring football seasons with their spring games tomorrow at 11. Go vote on our poll question of the day. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter. But right now, we're going to talk more about the Raging Cajuns with a man who serves as the play-by-play commentator for ESPN Plus broadcast for Raging Cajun Athletics. He's also the Louisiana Sports Hall of Famer, and I consider him a good friend and a heck of a mentor, the one and only Mr. Dan McDonald. Dan, good morning to you, brother. How are you, my friend? You mean there will be people out there that are not most excited to hear us talk? (laughs) They should be, bud. They should be. All the time. All the time. All right, let's get right to it. Let's talk baseball first. Uh, I thought it was critical for Matt Deggs' team to come back and split the series with Louisiana Tech, especially after walking 10 batters and giving up five runs on those 10 walks on Tuesday. They come back, they fight, they scrap, they get a win. How important was that for Matt Deggs' team to split with Tech during those midweek games, Dan? Well, I think it was huge because for nothing else, if you are optimistic about this team, that can they can start playing up to their potential, which to me it looks like they're getting incrementally closer all the time. Uh, this is a basically, you know, and people don't think about it, this is a huge RPI game, both of these games up there, because Tech's been nationally ranked. They they're, had their RPI in the 30s and so forth. That was a huge for them. But it was also huge is that this team is starting to find guys. They're starting to find people that, you know, can step up and do things that you didn't expect them to do. You know, there's not – there's, I mean, they can say what they want. There's nobody that expected Cooper Rawls to come out there and throw seven and two-thirds innings and strike out 12 on Wednesday. That, that just wasn't in the cards. You know, he was a guy they were hoping to, to, you know, kill some innings, not have to use guys that they were going to use this weekend. And all he does is basically win the game for them because, you know, he lets it – he keeps it where it was uh, and gives them the opportunity to come back and have the, the – the marathon inning they had in the sixth where they scored seven times. None of that happens if Cooper Olsen come in and, and throw just shut down baseball. And that's the type of thing they need guys to step up. Warner and Conus comes up, gets two hits and three RBIs out of the number nine spot. He's starting to hit it a little bit. Tyler Robertson got three hits the other night. He's starting to really come around and, and do a lot of things that he did last year. Uh, Carson Rockford's been doing it all year. He had two hits the other night. Those are the things that are going to have to happen if they're going to start making some noise. And, and I really think that Winning on Wednesday is going to give them a lot of emphasis and a lot of impetus to go up to Jonesboro and do what they should do. And the way Arkansas State's played, that's go up there and sweep a series on the road. That's hard to do, but if it's going to happen, you know, it could happen this weekend. I talked to Jay Walker earlier in the week, and he said it's always a little well, tricky. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> he said he said that it's a little tricky uh up there in Jonesboro. It's always 
a bit of a challenge even when they're down. Why is that? Well, for one, there's no there's no energy. Uh, they they draw very very small crowds and so forth. A team goes in there. You got to make your own energy. Sometimes you can go on the road if you're playing in front of a good crowd. That sort of creates energy for you, even though you know there it's a not. I don't want to use the word hostile crowd, but it's an opposing crowd. You don't get that up there. You get no crowd at all. And you know sometimes it's hard to to generate the excitement that you want, you know, in your dugout. And that's why I think it's really important they get off to a good start tonight because they can sort of, you know, start making their own energy. And it's also, you know, it's a, it's a tough road trip. It's, um, you know, you're, you're on the road for a while. You're not going to have a lot of fans just because of the location. Uh, it's, it's hard up there sometimes. And they'll also, you know, it seems like every time the Cajuns go up there, uh, Somebody, there's a pitcher that, that sort of does what Cooper Rawls did on uh, Wednesday night. They sort of come out of nowhere and they come up with a, you know, the 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 best game of their season. Uh, and and you know, you gotta, you know, when you could run up against a hot pitcher, you know, it, it makes it a lot tougher. Uh, I remember going up a couple of years ago and a guy named Tyler Zuber who happens to be throwing in the major leagues right now, but at the time he was sort of, you know, hit and miss. But that day, he, you know, Cajuns couldn't hardly touch him. So that I think a couple of those things come into play like that. But I think more than anything else, it's just that lack of a true baseball atmosphere that a lot of these guys are used to when they play at the team. We're to this point now, early April. We're starting to see some improvements by the Cajuns. What is the one thing or maybe multiple things, Dan, that you still see are issues for this team that need to be kind of rectified if they're going to finish the back half of the schedule strong and make a run? Well, I thought this team was going to be really good defensively, and they've been okay. But it seems like the mistakes, and I'm just not just talking about errors. I'm talking about like other you know, mental mistakes and stuff. They seem to come at the worst possible time. I mean, Everybody, you know, everybody saw what happened at the end of the Saturday game against Georgia Southern last weekend. You know, just a just a mental mistake, and it cost them a ball game. You know, it, it basically handed Georgia Southern a game. They've had a couple games like that that they, you know, had different things have happened, uh, errors, uh, you know, botches, uh, maybe base running mistakes, something like that, getting picked off. This team gets picked off way too much, but. You know, that's just a product of being the aggressiveness. But they've got to stop those little mistakes that take you out of innings when you can possibly add to a lead or possibly cut into a lead, and you put yourself in a situation like they did at Ruston. You get behind 6-1. to one. Uh, You're not always going to be able to score seven runs in an inning to come back. You, they've got to play, I don't know, a little bit consistency is probably an overused term, but they've, they've got to do that. They've got to play a little more consistently, especially on defense. And, and I think they will. Uh, they've still, you know, still juggling the lineup a little bit. It's, it's starting to firm up. We're starting to see who they have a lot of confidence in. But uh, you know, they've still got to stop making those little small mistakes that can that can really add up. And the pitching, uh, they've got to avoid. The really bad nights, like they had on Tuesday night. Uh, if they can do that, if they can do those two things. Uh, you know, 
they're still, you know, we don't realize it, but they're still right there in the 40s in the RPI most of the last couple of weeks. You know, if they can get on a roll, uh, you know, who knows what can happen at the end of the year. We're talking with the Louisiana Sports Hall of Famer and the man who serves as the play-by-play voice of Raging Cajun Athletics on ESPN+. Plus, Dan McDonald, he joins us here on RP3 and Company. Let's switch over to softball. Uh, look, credit McNeese because they fought back not once but twice when they were down to their final one out to tie the game, extend the game, and then they end up winning it in extra innings. Uh, but what do you make of what you're seeing from Jerry Glasgow's team, the Raging Cajuns? Uh, they've been sloppy, and they've had some games that they've lost that they shouldn't have. What do you make of Jerry's team so far? Well, it's you know I hate to say it, but it's a, it's a little bit of what I expected because I figured they would have a lot of freshmen in the starting lineup, uh, and they have. They're averaging. Uh, five freshman starters in most of their games since the second week of the season. Uh, the question is, when do you quit becoming a freshman? Uh, when does the freshman jitters, the freshman getting accustomed to the game and so forth, when does that stop? Uh, there, there was a quote a long time ago that a coach made that the, said the best thing about freshmen is that they become sophomores. Uh, but when do they become sophomores? And they're starting to have – enough games under their belt. I mean, they're going to play their uh, 34th game of the season tonight, and this is the midway point of the Sunbelt Conference season. This is their fifth out of nine Sunbelt Conference series. You know, it's time for some of the, the, the talk about, you know, well, there are a lot of freshmen, they're going to make a lot of mistakes. Time for a lot of that to go away. Now, they're making some of those mistakes, and, and maybe the issue is that normally – a team that's the caliber of this team, that's the caliber of this program, you don't have that many freshmen. You don't have that many, you know, really young players in the lineup, and they sort of get hidden around all the other folks that are experienced players. Here you've got so many that you have more potential to have something. And I'm not just talking about errors, although they had a bunch of them the other night when they basically gave that game away in Lake Charles. Uh, but they've also had some itch- issues this year. You know, sometimes – they don't throw and get lead runners. They go to first and get, uh, you know, and get get the sure out there. But you go back and look at it and say, well, you could have easily gotten that lead runner. Just those little things like that, and it man, it it just it's so much more uh, obvious in softball because it's such a confined game. It's such a smaller field. You've got to do all those little things like that. The throw to the plate at the end of the McNeese game the other night. You know, in baseball, that's a routine play. It may be a double play, you know, because the catcher's going to have time to catch it, step on the plate, throw to first. In softball, you know, you, it's still a bang bang thing. Bad throw, you know, bad throw happens. But you know, in baseball, there's more time for that play to develop. There's not in softball. You've got to make, you know, your first action has to be a positive action. And a lot of times this year, they haven't been able to do that, and and they've given away some games. Now, is is it all gloom and doom? No. Uh, they're they're still you know they're still in solid shape to go and win the league. Still in solid shape to do a lot of good things, but they, those little things have to be ironed out. Wrapping up our conversation with Dan McDonald, he joins us here on RP3 and Company. All right, Dan, you know I, I've said it feels like the team because of their youth and because of their inexperience that 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 streak of losing 
uh, that streak of winning Sunbelt Conference Series may be broken this year uh, just because I feel like it's a transitional year for the program. Uh, and they face a Troy team this weekend that it already has 20-plus wins. This is a good program. They're not going to be a pushover. Uh, how much of a challenge is this weekend series at Lampson Park between UL and Troy going to be? Well, anytime you go up against the best pitcher in the league, it's going to be a challenge. And, and that's what Leanna Johnson is for Troy. Uh, you know, she's she. everybody thought she might be the best in the league last year, and she's played like it. Uh, 14-5, 1.68 ERA. Opponents are hitting only 155 against her this year. Uh, she is the type of player, type of pitcher, that the Cajuns have had several of these. She is the type that's capable of winning a game by herself and just as long as her opponents can somehow scratch out one run. And you figure that you see her twice this weekend. You know, that's a, that's going to be an issue. They're going to have to do something against a really, really good arm. Now, the good part of that is that you're going to, you've seen good arms, and you're also going to see a lot more once you get into postseason play. But, yeah, you know, that you mentioned that streak. You know, that 68 straight Sunbelt Conference weekends that they've won a series. That is... You know, in the in the annals of streaks, that's got to be one of the most amazing ones out there because it is so it's so difficult to win a series, and you know, much less sweep a series, and especially you know when you're when you're playing good teams, and there's there are a few other good teams in the Sun Belt Conference that maybe we don't realize. Uh, you know, that is such an amazing streak that it's it's almost mind-boggling to think about. You've won every weekend in the conference for the last 68 weekends. Uh, and it's going to be tough. Troy's going to be a challenge. South Alabama's going to be a challenge next weekend, uh, especially on the road. Um, you know, just, you know it, it's going to happen eventually. It might happen very soon. But you know, whether it does or not, I don't think that can you know, take away from uh, what this team's goal is, and they can still very easily that that streak can go away, and they can still reach all the goals they want to get. Dan, appreciate your time as always, brother. Enjoy being on the call this weekend. Right for softball, you're going to be at Lampson Park all three days. All three days, we'll have them on ESPN Plus. Enjoy being on the call, brother, uh, and I'll talk to you later, my friend. Appreciate it. We got to take a time out. When we return here on RP3 and Company, we will unveil the Game Changer of the Week phone call. That's coming up next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. This is Raging. Uh, we have movement on the Masters leaderboard here that we have to pass along to you. Corey Connors, the Canadian, is up now tied for third. He's through three holes. He already is one under on the day. And your leader, who is in sole possession of the lead, uh, Sanjay M., he bogeyed the first hole, gave a stroke back. So now he is tied with Cameron Smith, who does not tee off until 1230. So your leader's already given a stroke back on hole number one. Corey Connors, the Canadian, has moved up on the leaderboard after birding one of his first three holes as well. 
So we'll keep you up to date on what's going on with the Masters, obviously throughout footnotes as well coming up. I want to take a moment to thank our guest today. Shout out to all of them. James Yasko from the Lima Time Time podcast for joining us talking all things Astros. Brady Raynard from KLPC Channel 7 in Lake Charles talking all things McNeese. Nick Fondo, the our semi-pro gambler of RP3 and company, helping us with cashing tickets. We talked a little Masters, a little Major League Baseball, and NBA. And of course, Dan McDonald, the Louisiana Sports Hall of Famer, talking all things Raging Cajuns, baseball, and softball. So shout out to them. Thanks to everyone who also voted on the poll question of the day as well. Final results. Let's go ahead and give that to you here. Final results. We asked you, what were you the most excited for for this weekend? Winning the poll, 54% of you say the Masters. 20% say Major League Baseball opening weekend. 17% say spring football games. And 9% say college baseball. Brad on Twitter says, always excited for LSU baseball. And even though it's just spring football, also interested in getting a look at two of LSU's most hated rivals in Auburn and Texas A&M as well. So thanks to all who commented and voted on the poll question of the day. You are appreciated. But it's time for us to unveil our winner. We're going to do this every week. Every Friday, we're going to pick one phone call from one of you out there listening as the game changer of the week phone call. And our inaugural winner was Mr. Green. Here is this week's RP3 and Company Game Changer. You know someone who doesn't have to worry about building momentum? Man, gentlemen waiting out on the game hotline. Our good friend, some know him as Jamie, others know him as Mr. Green. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Mr. Thurman. I'm doing all right. How are y'all doing? We're living the dream. There's chair dance-offs and bowling, and now we're asking people to give us their recommendations on what song we should dance to this week. I mean, you know, it's it's what we're due, bud. It's what we do. I got you. I got you. So I got uh, I got two recommendations for you, both right ins. Ooh, ooh, and right in Are you ready? Five go. names. You ready? Okay, five names is prepared. All right, here you go. The first one is the chicken dance. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, my second suggestion is this. Usher. Yeah. Oh, ooh, that's see, that's a good one. See, that's a good one. See, we're gonna put those. We're gonna put those in the back pocket for next week because every week it's gonna be a different song. Every week we're gonna there ask you, go. you for a recommendation. Yes. My there man's already stuffing the ballots for next week. Question for you though, Mr. Third. Oh, I have one for you as well, but you shoot yours first, bud. Uh, I was wondering what you thought about uh, South Carolina winning the women's championship, and if I'm not mistaken, were Aren't they number one the whole year through, or did I misread that somewhere? I do believe that they were number one team throughout the entire season. I was not surprised that they did that to UConn. Look, Gino is a legendary coach, and UConn is the standard for women's basketball. And Gino has a really good team, and I think they're going to be a force to reckon with again next year. South Carolina put on a clinic. They frustrated UConn held them to, I think, what, it was 18 points in the second quarter. UConn couldn't do anything. They put themselves too much of a hole. And South Carolina had the bullseye on their back. 
Remember last year they finished as runner-up. They had something to prove. You could argue they had one of the top three best players in college basketball on their roster. Dawn Staley gets championship number two. So, yeah, that was a dominant performance by the South Carolina Gamecocks winning their second national championship in women's basketball and doing so against the perennial powerhouse. I mean, that makes it even a little bit more special, right, when you do that and you beat the caliber of program like UConn. Credit Dawn Staley and her team. They were amazing. That's kind of like uh, NSU Demons beating LSU in baseball last year. Oh, there it is. My man. I have a question here. Is it, is it time for my question, Jamie? Sure, go ahead. Okay, but the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Dames, gets mm-hmm. physically ill. Like, there's a grimace on her face. Her nostrils are inflamed. And she gets knots in her stomach anytime Louisiana Tech is brought up on the program. She does not care for the Bulldogs and everything they stand for and that school. She's discussed why it is. As a Northwestern State graduate, do you despise the folks in Ruston as much as Hannah Five Names? Let's put it this way, Miss Five Names. There's a reason that I will take 165 up to Monroe and then east if I'm going that way, or 49 up to Shreveport and west if I'm going that way. I will not touch Ruston <laughs> with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> you know, they have, they have their own song. Mm. <laughs> yes. If you can't go to college, go to tech. If you can't go to college, go to tech. I'm sure y'all have heard that before, right? Yes. They love playing that for every football game. Yeah, Hate that be song. Delusional. It's all good. <laughs> Jamie, thank you for your phone call, bud. Y'all have a good one. That was this week's RP3 and Company Game Changer of the Week. Shout out to Mr. Green for. A great phone call that was filled with Louisiana Tech shade, which, of course, Hannah Five Names signed off on. Oh, man, it's been a great week. Been a great week. Jam-packed weekend. Y'all enjoy yourself. For the intern extraordinaire, Becca, she brought us over the top today, obviously, secretly, quietly behind the scenes. The producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, I'm Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. We'll do it all again Monday, 6 to 9. But until then, be safe out there. Be kind to one another. Kevin Foot, a sleep deprived Kevin Foot, and Footnotes is next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.